Ladies and gentlemen, after two consecutive episodes of the Danny O'Donnell Show, I have returned. <laughs> I was in the Himalayas. I was practicing my podcasting voice. I am back. I am freaking juice to the gills i am like people who eat that special acai and go to a tournament but with my voice on podcasting all right we are here we are live i am jake watson this is danny o'donnell we are the open guard cast we are the uh thickest meanest leanest swollest podcast in jujitsu thank you to electrum performance open guard cast 25 is our discount code that you can use to get even close to Danny's squat. You haven't seen it. I've seen it in person. <laughs> I couldn't even videotape it. My camera couldn't. It didn't have enough space on it to hold the length of his thighs. Whatever. We're joined by Ran, uh, Ryan McGuire of Third Coast Grappling. I could barely contain my excitement looking at your beard. You don't have a mustache <laughs> attached to it. It's just beard. Neck beard. Neck, neck beard. Well, hey, man, a neck beard is We're still a part of a beard. I don't know. It's just more like a COVID beard. It's because I only get shaved when I go get a haircut. Mm-hmm. So that's how, that's how it works. Well, I remember when, uh, when I first came on the third coast shows, the third coast Kumite, and then you invited me back, which is amazing uh, to fill in for some people that was fresh out of COVID and you, uh, third coast and you know, not just you, but your entire team treated me very well. I'm a huge fan of you guys. And, uh, we're very excited to finally get you on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, man, it's been a little bit crazy. Um, with, with kind of getting out of the 2020 and kind of getting everything, you know, revved up for 2021. I mean, it was a hell of a end of the year. Yeah. Or helping period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, definitely felt it. Yeah, I feel like there's so much to talk about. There's so many like amazing things coming up for Third Coast. But would you mind starting off with just kind of how you got into jujitsu and just getting into the sport as a whole in the first place? Um, when I was in the military, they had like I guess the hand-to-hand combat was based on Gracie combatives, and so I kind of got my first exposure that way. But I always have been an MMA fan and kind of followed a lot of that stuff for, for a long time. So it was just, it was a matter of that. That was my first exposure. Now, when I got out of the military, I joined up with the gym and, you know, my gym I'm at now, I was there for like a month and, and flamed out, went back over contracting. And then when I finally got back, um, when I was about, let's say 30 years old, I started training and then I haven't stopped since I got my, per- my, uh, blue belt and purple belt under professor Draculino here in Houston. So, and, uh, you know, ever since then, it's just been kind of, it's it's been forward you know forward relentless forward motion you know i mean i started throwing shows because you know my prior background was in music production and and stuff like that so it's kind of a a natural marriage to try and bring some of that you know live entertainment or what used to be live entertainment <laughs> yeah. to uh, to uh, to grappling events and kind of kind of change up the kind of environment and you know it's been fun it's been good so far yeah, you guys do an awesome an awesome job with it too i remember uh when when i came out one thing you guys do different is you have this curtain that you put out for the show and people come out of the curtain, which I think is a pretty cool concept, pretty cool idea. It made me feel like Batman coming like under the scene. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely, I definitely love the model that you guys have. Uh, when did the th- whole promoting third coast idea even come about? Because you started jujitsu at what point in your development did you say, man, I can, or like, were you inspired by anybody? Was there any kind of like, at what point in your jujitsu career did you go, okay, I'm going to make this, I'm going to make this thing. I'm make it unique, make it big. I mean, there were, there were some shows that are, have been around for a while, obviously, but I mean, I didn't really start watching, you know, any other events outside of like EBI or, you know, some of the other, you know, bigger events until, you know, I've watched ADCC, I've watched those, but uh, I didn't really start paying attention to the professional grappling scene really about who's this or that until, you know, I started doing jujitsu. My first event was uh, the Harvey show that Fight Twin did here in Houston, which was really cool. You know, a lot of my friends competed on it. I was still just a, a, like a one or two stripe white belt. But I mean, it was it was a cool show. And then uh, the second one I went to was a uh, submission hunter pro here in Houston. 
And uh, those guys do do things a little bit differently. And it was just kind of like just looking around like, man, I could uh, I could do this, you know, and I wanted to you know, be in the cocky blue belt that I was. And, get my, <laughs> you know, we, uh, I, I mean, I had that the connections already, the venue connections, production from music. I mean, it was an easy few phone calls to say, hey, let's set up our first show. And then I had to go harass Keenan for like a month to try to get him to come be, you know, headline our first show. And he finally gave in. But uh, it took a lot of harassment because we were no, he didn't know who we were. I mean, it was just kind of like, hey, man, you want to come fight for some no, nobody promotion in Texas? Sure. Why not? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but it was without him, man. I mean, we probably wouldn't have got our flow grappling deal the way we did. We probably wouldn't. I mean, none of this would have happened unless he, uh, you know, took the chance that he did. So we're always grateful to him. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, and uh, speaking of the flow grappling deal, Danny, if you don't mind me just uh, no, go ahead. asking this question. Speaking of the flow grappling deal, recently you just signed a big deal with – it was Fight.TV, right? Yeah, Fight Pay-Per-View. They have like a couple of uh, you know different things. With Fight TV, they do they do more kind of uh, some of the, some smaller stuff like MMA, pro wrestling. And then on our side, uh, they kind of do the premium side like the Tyson Roy Jones fight they did. They do a lot of the bare knuckle stuff. They do a lot of innovative stuff in the space. So it was uh, it was cool. I mean they they've been around for a little bit. You know, they've done some stuff here and there. I think the last grappling thing they did was Downey and uh, Gordon Ryan when they did that one with uh, Fanatics. So, I mean, they have some, uh, you know, that, that event actually did surprisingly well for them. So um, when it came down to it, it was just, it was a matter of, you know, who could give us what we needed the most. It wasn't about money, you know, I mean, we had money offers from a lot of different people, but it was about, you know, creative control and a fit with people that are really going to allow us to to do what we want to do. Cause we don't want to just be a jujitsu event. We don't want to just be, you know, something that's kind of pushed into a box. We want to have wrestlers. We want to have all kinds, we want to bring multiple sports together because jujitsu is still too small to really have that breakout, you know, so you need people from other sports that may have been around a long, a longer time, you know, maybe pro athletes from the, you know, NFL or, you know, wrestlers. And that's something that we've always tried to do with, you know, from day one with Bo Nickel and Gordon, you know, we've always tried to like fuse, you know, athletes from other sports to, to kind of up the the matches that we're, that we're putting on. All right. Sure. So you talked about coming from like a live music background and going to those early professional jiu-jitsu events, was there anything that you noticed at those events where you were like, wow, like my background can bring something additional to all this. Like I can do something better. I can do something different. Were there things that kind of stood out to you that made you feel like super confident going into creating Third Coast? Man, I didn't I didn't get confident until like the last year, last the last year. I mean, it, was, it, was, it was honestly a little scary at first. I mean, we're, we're you know, it was it was a lot of stuff to learn and navigate. But it's uh, I would say what stood out the most was the rule sets and the way that. I think the matches were presented. I think we just, I just kind of ran with the concept of making the athletes, the rock stars and just swapping out the musicians on the stage, having the lights, the smoke, the craziness, the environment, you know, we do, we get free beer away to our VIP holders, you know, loud music's going, people are drinking, screaming. It's just, it's a fun, crazy environment. It's a great like night out for team. Like a lot of the teams in Houston, they'll do like team night out, come out to the event, you know, do some bonding and it's a lot of fun, but I mean, it just basically, I wanted to make, grappling fun make it exciting i mean fight to win has been doing it you know their way for a long time and uh the way that we have tried to try to do it is just just it's just fun it's not we don't take ourselves too seriously you know we're not like you know we're not trying to be the ibjjf or adcc we're trying to be the wwe you know like the wwe of grappling if you say like we try to like to try to do fun stuff that's you know board, that kind of hinges on sports entertainment and the sporting aspect you know we still like to you know the sporting aspect obviously but we want the entertainment because people want to be entertained they don't want to just come to a show. I mean, most people that they bring their family to the, you know, to a show, they don't train. They don't even know what's going on. But if you can still make them have a good time, make an impact, you know, I mean, they'll come back. 
but that that's that's the key right there is, is capturing that non-practitioner that's coming to see somebody that's training and making them want to come back yeah that makes okay. sense I, I wanted to ask you too because you mentioned like wanting to grow the sport and i feel like for jiu-jitsu to become more professional we need more people practicing but like you said some people at your events they don't they don't even train so what do you think are like some of the keys to helping jiu-jitsu grow is it more so getting more people to train or do you feel like it's more getting people who don't train into watching events like this or is it kind of a combination of both i would say it's a combination of both and i would think it uh, it has to come down to to like the divisiveness like the american jiu-jitsu crowd the brazilian jiu-jitsu crowd this crowd like this and that's like it's all the same it's all jiu-jitsu it's we're all trying to do something good whether it's flow grappling whether it's eddie bravo whether it's whoever like everybody is their goal is to spread jiu-jitsu and to put on events that help you know highlight you know the the sport that we all love and that we all practice so i mean all the petty beefs and stuff that were that were around the first year so like i don't care we're all trying to do something good at the end of the day so i think uh it's just a matter of more quality events more premium events and um you know allowing jujitsu to continue to spread i mean uh you, you've got the celebrities that are you know out there kind of being ambassadors for it. like we have sean patrick that you know, commentates for us i think having that is key too, like having the celebrity aspect of jujitsu really getting out there pushing it you know they have the the biggest followers the biggest amount like mario lopez all these guys yeah you know they're out there he's on the ellen show talking jujitsu you know i think the key is to really engage those influencers and really to continue to just push the sport out because it's growing you know exponentially almost every year so i mean it's it's on its way but i think there's still you know there's still some work to do mm-hmm so um, another question I, I wanted to ask you, too, is about like I feel like the, these events are really important because they give athletes like another way to to like earn a living. Like it's not just about becoming an IBJJF champion and then doing a seminar tour. They can do events like this and kind of, you know, just use that as a way to supplement their income, maybe their teaching as well. Um, what do you think about that? What do you think about like athletes like what's the what's the path for a professional jiu-jitsu athlete to make a living nowadays? Is it changing? Man, I think it's definitely changing because, I mean, if they're trying to make a living just off super fights, that's not it's not going to do it. I think the, the money's in the instructionals, the teaching, the seminars, stuff like that. I mean, a super fight once every three months isn't going to isn't going to pay your bills. So you need to have kind of a, a good 360 around you and be and be very versatile, like Jake, for instance. Like he's a great marketer, great commentator, great athlete, you know, good guy. You know, I mean, you have to have more than just the ability to show up and put on a show or ability to show up and do jujitsu. Because what? All three of us can do that. Nobody wants to pay to see me do it. Or maybe they do. Maybe they want to see me get my butt kicked. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> like you have to bring more to the table than just showing up, you know, that and that's that's key. And I think guys got to start treating their themselves or brand like a business because that's what it is. I mean, what you're presenting when you go out there to compete, when you're doing everything, I mean, you're under scrutiny to not only put on a show, but also to bring value to the event that has you there. So I think that's something that athletes really need to kind of bring themselves up on is the business aspect of it, you know, because that, that's that's big. You know, they could be missing out on money, opportunities, this and that, just because they didn't ask. That's what I tell people. I'm like, I'm not going to say here, here's five thousand dollars. I'm like, if you ask for something, what's worse? I could say no. And then we talk, you know, maybe a, a different number. I just say I tell people just. If you if you want to make money, open your mouth, talk about it, you know, hmm. you know, but a lot of people aren't comfortable doing that, which, you know, I understand. But uh, I think, you know, growing and it's just better events, more events and more money into the sport is going to grow it at the end of the day. You know, Ryan, <clears throat> uh, I really appreciate that. Uh, not, only, <laughs> not only that whole uh, bit of advice you gave about being comfortable and asking for opportunities, um, but also 
in the knowledge that I am an aspiring commentator. Um, the, but I feel both those things go hand in hand. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, I, I, I do appreciate it, but, um, you know, Danny O'Donnell has told me that you have alluded to, um, what your favorite podcast might be in jujitsu. Man, it has to be my own. Third cut of that <laughs> you have how many episodes? <laughs> uh, collectively, at least a hundred. I don't know. At least no, 100. no I'm, I would honestly say you guys, I like you guys a lot. I like jujitsu radio and, uh, and, and definitely ju- the jujitsu times guys. Uh, those are, you know, y'all are, y'all are the homies. I like, I like you guys a lot. We love and Kevin Bradley as well. Um, he's a Chell Sonnen's little son. Like he's like, <laughs> he's like mini he's got a really good Chell Sonnen impression as well. But here's where I uh, want to step in and pitch something to you, right? Uh, Danny O'Donnell and I have been uh, desperately craving opportunities for commentating roles, right? We've 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 just been around. We have just been to so many conversations with people, whether and they say they either say yeah we love it, but here's the thing: we don't have a gigantic portfolio. I do, but you don't even know. Danny and I on the mic, it's like peanut butter and cocaine. You know what I mean? It's a fantastic combination. So, um, so I was just thinking, you know, maybe one of these times on Fight.TV with Third Coast Grappling, I'm unashamed to ask for an opportunity. Maybe we'll be in a uh, contact. Maybe we'll maybe we'll work something out. You know, I got I got my guys right now. You know, but we're definitely going to be ch- uh, shifting some stuff around, doing some different stuff. So maybe, you know, maybe you guys can host the prelim aspect of the first, you know, the the, the event. Maybe I'll do like a fight companion and help, you know, with the, and offer that stream, something like that. But absolutely, you know, just, uh, love we're it. We're going to have streamed everywhere for free. So, uh, you know, leading up to the leading up to the main card. You give us that opportunity, and we will make it worth it, my friend. Because I think that uh, Dan, what Dan, okay, here's now now getting serious. One of our biggest goals with this podcast, and I, we really appreciate that you love the podcast. And uh, one thing I think that it kind of mirrors what you're trying to do in a way is we're trying to bring jujitsu to people, people to jujitsu, and we're trying to highlight the athletes more than anything, right? That's why we love having people on here with like 200 followers or like a thousand followers or a hundred thousand. It doesn't matter to us. What we want, what we want, is to highlight the beauty of humanity in jujitsu, and that's what you're doing through your show is you're offering something really new i mean even in the face of like people saying hey ryan what's what's up with the rule set right that's something that's i'm being transparent here people talk about right but you are like hey listen it's entertaining it's exciting it's different it offers something new that's some that's a beautiful thing that's why we love your attitude towards it yeah i mean people are going to complain whether it's it's this way or that way oh it's not too i the, the best thing an athlete does after they lose is they blame the rules or they're injured. Like that's one of the two. I mean, not all of them, but that's that's a big deal. Our rules look, I, I love them. I mean, we have a very high submission rate, very exciting matches, and you know we're always changing them. Right now, we're in the middle of a changeover. I mean, we're gonna add some cool stuff in, maybe a challenge flag like the NFL. Let uh let the each coach in the corner be able to throw a flag if they see a call that was maybe again you know they stop them. We'll have instant replay. They look at it. If the refs agree, you know they'll they'll you know assess whatever. If they don't agree, then you're both on your feet, and that's it. But we're looking at adding some cool little wrinkles into it and 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 simplifying the rule set because IBJJF is good for tournament, but I don't think it's good for a super fight event. So we have to get away get away from some of the you know the intricacies, some of the little you know nuances within the IBJJF rule book and just simplify it like sweep, takedown, pass, this is that whole three second. Like we just want to make sure 
that it's that it's easier to explain to the layman, you know, because in the mm-hmm. opening the pay-per-view, we're going to have something that's going to be broken down more, you know, not just for jujitsu people, but for something that's easy for everybody else to digest, too. So that's what we're trying to move towards is the more simplistic rule set rather than, oh, go read the IBJJF handbook, except for these parts. <laughs> See you later. Mm-hmm. You know? I remember uh, I'm, I'm not complaining about the rules as far as my match with Felipe Andrew goes, because I would not have had I think it was a good match. It was pretty close back and forth match. But like, man, I wouldn't have been that close if it was a different rule set. <laughs> I would have not gone overtime and done anything. He passed my guard regulation. But uh, I think that that aspect is pretty exciting. Like, that's why that fight was exciting was because of the rule set, really. Like, I was given a second chance and I almost took advantage of it. So I can definitely see uh, it there. But uh, like I said, dude, Third Coast is a wild event, and I love it. I love watching the uh, what what new lengths you take it, and it makes it exciting. I think for a lot of people in media to be able to report on the amazing storylines you can formulate, such as the Ryan Gordon Ryan Bonickel. Like I, pff, I remember there was a kid who doesn't even know jujitsu. He does wrestling. He's like, do you hear this, this big jujitsu guy is gonna fight Bo Nickel? And I'm like, oh wow, that's a thing. Like people who don't even know jujitsu are now excited about jujitsu. Look at that. So I I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that's that's something we're that you know uh, we're sticking with for a three CG six. Our main events is big, really big. Like, Are you gonna announce it here? I can't announce it here. But do you want to choose here to announce it, Mister McGuire? I can't do it. I can't do it yet. We had to ask. We had to try. Yeah. Ah, I got to try. Maybe my older impulsive crazy days, you know, a year ago, <laughs> I might have. Said <laughs> okay. Uh, no, I gotta wait till a contract signs, but and then we can't. But it's it's huge. It's gigantic. Okay. It's a key. It's a king of an actual like big sport versus a king of one of our you know our sports. So it's gonna be big, big oh, crossover. Snap, it's awesome. Oh, I kind of really wanted to go. Oh, I mean, go we did like, with flow grappling. I mean, it was just our contract was just so directed towards one thing, and then the who's number one stuff started and all that, and it was just like, eh. I mean, they had a, they had an offer to us. I mean, you know, we had some good options, but at the end of the day, it was just. It just wasn't, it wasn't, we weren't going to be able to do what we wanted to do. You know, there was too much, too, too much rigidity in, in the contract. And just, uh, this gives us a hundred percent free reign to either, you know, sink or swim. And that's what we want. It's the opportunity we've always wanted. You know, they're supporting us well financially and we're in a good spot to put on some really crazy cards. So, I mean, if pay-per-view works and I think I've been saying it for a year and a half, you know, like I think pay-per-view can work if it's marketed correctly and if the matches are there. But I mean, a lot of people, they'll have cool graphics, they'll have cool marketing, and then they'll drop the ball on the show, like Substars. Like it was cool looking, you know, in the beginning, but the execution, not so much, you know. And then, of course, we all know what happened after that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, fighters didn't get paid. But what we're trying to do is just show that it can be done, like, because there has to be a way, free market, to where a no cap on revenue that if we go out there and hustle our butts off, that we can make more than a, than a set amount. Because where's the incentive? If somebody's just paying me a fat licensing fee or this and that, then where's the incentive? Like, I know I'm going to get paid the same regardless if I do 100,000 viewers or if I do 5,000. So being able to have that ability to say, hey, yeah, I have a guarantee, but if I exceed this, I have the possibility to make a substantial amount of money as well as offer our athletes, you know, more options when we do our contracts, like we can uh, negotiate rights with the event since we own it, you know, they can use their, their, their match footage for anything they want, you know, and then points on pay-per-view. I mean, there's just, it's a lot, we can get a lot more creative. So um, we're excited. We're going to see how the first one goes and, you know, we're, we're locked in for two years. So it's going to be exciting. 
So you, you guys have obviously a bunch of big plans to have some of the biggest names in the sports on your sports on your event. Do you feel like because like Fight to Win, I feel like they do a really good job of giving opportunities to people who aren't as well known, and I feel like that does a really good job of helping to grow the sport. Do you think that that's another strategy that you're going to continue to use? Because I feel like you guys have done a really good job of that already, especially with like local Texas competitors. Is that something yeah. you want to continue to do? Is to build up the younger generation? Definitely. And I think, you know, building up the athletes, the stars, like everybody, I mean, jujitsu is so young still that, I mean, there's hidden talent everywhere. I mean, look at Cody Steele, William Tag, all these guys have been known, you know, regionally, but when we started working together, it was great. You know, these guys were putting great, like the Edwin Najmi match with uh, Cody, the DJ Jackson match with Cody. These are like milestone matches in his career, you know, and in Tackett and Felipe Andrew, Tackett winning our qualifiers. I mean, these, these guy, Andrew has won our qualifiers. I mean, these guys have been through the three CG ringer, you know, they've won qualifier events and they've worked their way up and have been loyal and been good guys. But I mean, it's, I always have my eye open for talent, whether it's in Texas or, or wherever. I mean, we don't care. I mean, if, if you're good and if you come in and you act and you act professionally and you put on a show, I mean, there's not much more I'm going to ask from somebody, but yeah, we're definitely always wanting to bring up the next, uh, the next seven comers. Yeah, no, I never would have thought uh, coming out of quarantine that I would be able to fight world champions back to back basically uh i thought that was very very cool uh and i you know what's funny is i alluded to this a little bit on the show but i don't think you knew this i was actually coming out of quarantine you pretty much uh saved me from depression i was uh i was really down man i thought my career was over and then when you called me you're like hey i want you to fight in this uh eight-man tournament for ten thousand dollars i was like oh yes cool and i just like went on a run you know what i mean because I, I was super <laughs> down you know I, was I thought my life was over um but I love that you're doing that. And you know what? We like Cody Steele uh, as well. In fact, we like him more than the Tackets because the Tackets won't come on our show. Um, so <laughs> they can suck it. And uh, Cody Steele, if you're out there, we love you. You got to get with Andrew's agent and talk to him. <laughs> and Andrew, Andrew Tackett is a child. That kid tried to challenge me to an eating contest after thir after Kumite 5, where I fought uh, Felipe. He tried to challenge me to an eating contest, and I destroyed him. He went in the bathroom and threw up like a wimp. Yeah. Andrew, if you're listening to this, you're a wimp. Oh, I'm messaging him. I'm gonna I'm gonna send him the link to this episode and I'm gonna put a timestamp of when you called him a wimp. Damien, I'm actually he's like the least wimpiest person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that fight was insane. I'll never do a no time limit match ever again. Ever again. Like that was I, I don't know what I was thinking. I was like trying to play the numbers, like, uh, it'd be done in you know around fifteen minutes or so. An hour later. Oh it's literally an hour an hour long match, right? hour long match and i was like the venue's like if you're not out by this and then i'm like look guys after 55 minutes it's first point of submission we got to do something here we got to wrap this up yeah so, we had to do that i really didn't want to like i really wanted to see it play out but at that point neither and they've said it they weren't neither one was getting submitted you know like they could have went forever so um no it was cool it was fun but i'm gonna just stay in my lane <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not gonna go do that stuff anymore it's i let the sub only guys stick to that yeah so if someone hasn't watched a third coast event before and they got a flow grappling account, what would what matches would you suggest them to to start with? Like, what are your favorite matches that you put on? Man, there's a lot of them. I would say uh, go look at uh, a lot of the stuff from Kumite, like with Roberto Jimenez. Uh, look at uh, you know Jake had some good matches on there. A lot of the Kumites, man, were underrated just because of the times, and you know we had to really yeah. cut production down, and we basically turned a gym into a a venue. It was it was insane. And, uh, but, um, you know, a lot of those matches were good. I would say three CG two, go look at Cody and uh, DJ Jackson. That was really good. 
look at Wagner and uh, Ethan Krellinson, leg lock clinic. That was really good. Um, you got Marigali and Cyborg, which was great. Marigali hit a, a really uh, slick uh, loop choke. Uh, 3CG3, obviously Gordon and Bo. It's fun just to see Gordon get suplexed. I mean, I love yeah. the guy. <laughs> it was the suplex I've ever heard around the world. And uh, that, that's a good one off that card. Uh, Homolo and Jake was good. Uh, Edwin, well, I mean, that card was kind of hurt by injuries, but it was still really solid. This last event, I would say go look at Cody and Edwin. That was a really good match. Um, William and Felipe was really, I wouldn't say shocking because I know William has really good leg, you know, leg attacks. But, uh, you know, Felipe, just, you know, he's not a Nogi guy. He doesn't train Nogi that much. So it was it props to him for stepping up. But that, that was good. Um, let's see. Man, I could go on forever, honestly. I mean, there, there's a lot of really good matches. And a lot of our... Uh, a lot of our locals, uh, a lot of scrappy wrestlers I use, you guys have never trained jujitsu. I just say, hey, come on, get out here. And they're out there, you know, doing hard overhand ties, starting brawls in the middle of the event. Jake, were you there for that one? No, I wasn't. Uh, I heard about it, though, and I heard that that was pretty crazy. And, you know, dude, one, one thing I want to say, one of my, if you don't mind me interjecting and saying one of my favorite matches I ever got to watch was actually when I got to commentate. You, uh, you were very kind to let me commentate uh, on and off uh, the, the super fights. I was allowed to come and do super fights and how T commentated the rest of the Grand Prix. Um, I commentated bald, strong Mona. Uh, oh, her, yes. When she fought, uh, she didn't fight Natalia Santoro. Not that one. I, I the one where she won and everybody went crazy because there was trash talk back and forth between her and that other girl. The one that was like, I'm going to kill your family. Like talking trash like that. Like this one yeah. shit dude, full on like basic instinct like crazy <laughs> like threatening to kill a 14 year old's family and all kinds of take things. it down 10 notches yeah no that's and i commentated it and mona was actually at the naga here in phoenix working the tournament this last weekend and i had an opportunity to talk to her what a sweet kid like she did so amazing and for for me to be able to like have the opportunity to set up that storyline and for her to win in that way against somebody who threatened her family is like oh man she destroyed it was amazing it was fantastic. Yeah, she's a beast, man. I mean, she beats some really tough blue belts in one of our qualifiers as a 15-year-old, like full-grown, like world champion blue belts and stuff. I mean, she's she's a killer, man. I mean, and then the match with Natalia Santoro was insane. She had her in like some crazy half Nelson, full Nelson thing. Like, I don't know, man. It was it was she's she's uh she's definitely a special talent. I think she's gonna do good things. So too. Continue to do good things. Sorry. Yes. Do you have any plans to take Third Coast on the road? I feel like that's another thing that Fights Win and some of the other Super Fight events do well is, you know, going going to different markets that Jiu-Jitsu has, has a big presence in. The thought of traveling right now with everything going on, it's just, it's risky just throwing shows here, you know? So it's, uh, yeah. we moved venues to a new one. It's really nice. White Oak Music Hall. It's like the top of the line in Houston. It's kind of what I've been working working towards and it's we're there finally i mean it, it's beautiful i really don't want to leave houston right now i, I would have to probably I, I would say maybe in 2022 i gotta see how all this COVID stuff shakes out and everything but um you know i've talked to seth a few times about doing some stuff maybe together you know texas but it just i've been so wrapped up trying to get this event you know going and our new deal done and just all the new stuff in place because we're doing it all now you know i have my own media team i have you know different people that are going to be traveling around the u.s you know, getting, you know, shooting video, doing different stuff. So it's, it's a much bigger operation now, now that we've moved on and you're kind of doing it ourselves. All right. Do you, want, do you want to talk a little bit more about like some of the, some of the challenges now that, like you just said, you have your own media team now. I'm sure you added a lot of new people since you have a new deal and, you know, maybe the, the marketing, the advertising, that's kind of on you now. So what are some of the, the changes you've had to make to kind of deal with all that? 
Well, to be honest with you, we've, you know, from the beginning, when we first started with flow, like flow is they, they market the events a certain way, right? They're marketing yeah. so that people watch the show, which they, they know people have ADHD. So they'll start hitting <laughs> a week or two before the event. And we realize that's not going to help us because we need to hit the event two or three months out. You know, ticket sales are, are a big deal for us. People buy, you know, buying, obviously streaming is too, but we're trying to get people, we're doing the long game with marketing, whereas they are trying to just truncate it into one or two weeks. So I think, you know, me seeing that, I started developing our own stuff anyways. You know, we do a lot of highlight stuff, a lot of pre-fight stuff. You don't see a lot of promotions doing that. I mean, every bit of media you have pretty much seen come out has been through our team. I've produced and I've worked with, you know, our video team. So, I mean, we've been developing that, you know, since we started. So it was, it's not really that much, this hasn't been that difficult of a, you know, transition, you know. So it's, it's just, it's just more freeing, actually. We're, we, we don't really have to answer to anybody. We just kind of do our own thing. It's awesome. Yeah, Shoot. can't say it any better than that, right, Danny? And I, right. And, and I have nothing bad against the flow guys. Like, there's uh, some great people over there, and there's some shitbags over there, just like anywhere in life. So, I mean, I mean, people might say I'm a, a, a shitbag, or you know, I mean, people say whatever they want, but it's all about you know the interactions and the experience you had with those people. And I'm not going to badmouth anybody to anybody. You know, it's all business at the end of the day. But you know, um, yeah, I mean, we're happy where we're at. I mean, we we chose to to move to where we're at, and you know, we're, we're excited. I mean, it's, it's, it's like, it's like all new again. It's like brand new. So it's, it's, it's been, uh, it's been fun. All right. Well, yeah, yeah we're, I mean, we're certainly hoping it works out for you, Danny. No, I was going to say like, we, obviously we're fans of flow just for what they've done for the sport, but I think it's important too, to have, uh, avenues outside of them to, to be able to promote your event and to run your event. So I think it's going to be good for the sport overall. And, like Jake said, we're definitely both really excited to see the events coming up, especially at the new venue. Um, just saw some of the pictures of it on Instagram. It looked incredible. So congrats again on that. That's really cool that you guys secured that. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's going to be good, man. I mean, like, like I said, change is never easy. You know, people are putting all this pressure. Oh, it could change the landscape, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm just going out to throw a show, and I hope people buy it, and we're having fun. I don't care about any of this ridiculous politics i don't even care anymore i used to be so sucked into this stuff and now i'm just like i can't even like i, I can't even spend any time on it like i just focus on my events my family my, my you know just just stuff that i can control man like there's so much toxicity in the in the grappling industry and just in anywhere i mean people especially behind a computer they are, they're very uh, vocal about things that they may not necessarily know a whole lot about so i just i can't read the comments i can't get into all that stuff anymore and it's been a lot healthier Definitely. Jake, did you have any more uh, questions for Ryan? No, just wanted to thank him very much for uh, letting us take a chunk of his time. Uh, Ryan, we are huge fans of the motions you're pushing forward. Uh, we definitely are praying for you, and we know that you have the best interest of the jiu-jitsu community at heart, which is amazing, And uh, as, we, as do we, and that's why we love to stay in constant communication with you. Even though it may sound like I'm nagging you over opportunities, I definitely <laughs> enjoy doing it because I know that that's what's going to get me. We're just, we're just taking Ryan's advice. He told oh, us you can to say nag. no 82 <laughs> times. If I know on that 83rd time, you're going to say yes, and I'll keep on going. I'm the uh, most persistent person you know. Like I, I respect it. Game recognize game. That <laughs> doesn't bother me at all. I was diagnosed with ADHD when I was like nine years old, bro. I don't take Adderall. Uh, <laughs> F that, bro. We are out here raw dogging it. Just raw dogging life. Raw dogging with my prayers. Um, but listen, thank you so much. Uh, Danny, do you have any more questions? No, that was it. Just if you have any uh, sponsors or any shout outs or anything like that. I'm good. I uh, appreciate you guys having me out. Jake, we'll get you out again soon. And then let's uh, touch base on the, the fight companion prelim thing. And then we'll see, see what we can work, work out. 
Yeah, whether it's commentator or Terry or fighting, I'm good. I can do both. I can fight and then commentate at the same event. It doesn't matter to me. You find me a super fight, I'll commentate up to my super fight. I will take the break in between the fights, taking pre-workout and stretching for my super fight. I'm committed to the game. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow Ryan. What's your Instagram, Ryan? Don't follow my private. I've got so many friend re follow requests on that thing. There's like 500,000. Don't follow my personal one unless I know you. Don't follow his personal Instagram. Gosh, <laughs> why don't I even think? Third Coast Grappling. At, uh, just spell it out. T-H-I-R-D. At, <laughs> at Third Coast Grappling on Instagram. Follow it. And make sure you guys go to uh, fight.tv and order the uh, Third Coast 6 is coming up. Third Coast Grappling 6. Um, is our application still open for that? Uh, yeah, they close on Monday. So if you want to compete, get them in. Ooh, if you want to compete, get them in. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching this episode of the Open Guard Cast. Election Performance is the sponsor that is making our glutes so big that we won't be able to fit them on the YouTube videos. Uh, Electrum, uh, we use our discount code OpenGuardCast25 for 25% off. That is a quarter off. That is 0.25 off of the full price you would normally pay if not for us. So you're welcome. Uh, we want to thank Ryan for coming on. We want to thank uh, High Tier Photography, Chill Fit Cryo, Agro Brand, Eddie Welch, you are a handsome man who makes amazing graphics. Uh, I want to thank Danny O'Donnell for being the best co-host and doing the Danny O'Donnell show these last two times while I was absent. co-host, like the most polite person I've ever met. <laughs> oh, man. Danny O'Donnell is polite. All right. I am, I'm a, I am like, you know, all over the place. Danny is just freaking, he's, how old is Danny? How old do you uh, think Danny is? 26. 21? Older. 31. Yep. Nice. Yep. Third <laughs> time's a charm. <laughs> I told you. Dude. I don't know. I'm 35. I feel old as shit. <laughs> but, uh, I feel 21, so I got that going for me. Master 2 now, making a comeback. Hell yeah, I can't wait. Uh, but th guys, thank you so much. Uh, be sure to support and uh, listen on iTunes and Spotify. And uh, listen to uh, Third Coast Grappling, Jiu-Jitsu Radio. Listen to that too. It's a good podcast. We love him too. So, But after you're done listening to this. But yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 77 of the Open Guard Cast featuring Ryan McGuire of Third Coast Grappling. Danny O'Donnell, you can take us away. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This is episode 77 with Ryan McGuire from Third Coast Grappling. Definitely check out Third Coast Grappling 6. And yeah, we'll see you guys soon. Thanks again. Thanks, guys.